And I'm standing in the paddock speaking to uh, the undoubted star this weekend and the star this season, Fernando Alonso. Welcome, Fernando, to Goodwood. Great championship season for you so far. Slight hiccup at the US Grand Prix, but back on winning form next weekend in uh, France? I think so. After the, the Indianapolis problems, I think uh, all the teams, we are uh, looking for Manicur Grand Prix and uh, try to to do a good race there and hopefully for us will be uh, a good race and uh, we are at home because Renault is, is French so we are all very confident so far. With so many wins so far, dominant at the beginning of the season and then a little bit of a challenge for McLaren, has that been? Has that added some spice to it? Yeah, McLaren now is uh, coming back very quickly and now they are a little bit better than us uh, in performance wise so I think uh, we have to to improve the car a little bit if we want to, to come back in the victories but uh, at the moment we have a, a fantastic car and uh, we are all you know happy and approaching the weekends uh, thinking in the in the win again and more development on the car coming through you reckon you'll keep ahead yeah i think so i think uh, there are some new parts uh, coming coming the next uh, two or three races and also we have uh, uh, the break in in august so this will be a good time also to to prepare the last part of the season properly. Yeah, you're just about to go out in your car up the hill. Have you actually been up the hill in anything yet? Uh, no, obviously it's quite quite interesting, uh, quite challenging for me because uh, first time here in Good Good and uh, hopefully I will enjoy the time and the people as well. Well, the young guns are all going out there to be as spectacular as possible. You're going to do the same? Yes, I think so. Uh, it's, it's good uh, for us, but uh, we need to, to think in the speed and also in the, in the show. Thanks for your time, Fernando. Good luck for the rest of the season. Well, as we keep saying, it is a weekend of legends. Festival of Speed always is. One of the great IndyCar legends, Danny Sullivan. Danny, uh, I know you really enjoy being here. It seems to be a favorite place of yours now. I love coming to Goodwood. I mean, first of all, the people that come here are fantastic, great crowd, but look at the cars, the motorbikes, everything you get to see from Formula One cars to rally cars to it doesn't matter. It's all there. I love that. But the really great part for me is all the people that I get to see and from old mechanics to legends, Sterling Moss, you know, and, and people like that get to drive Nick Mason's car. I mean, it's just and, and that's the other thing, too. I've been able to drive some really unique automobiles here that I would never have gotten the opportunity if it wasn't for Lord March and his group and the cars that they put together. It's just a super weekend. It's, it's a place really where the very essence of motorsport is still true. What started motorsport, that, that rivalry, the battle between men and machines, that seems to be still the case here, not necessarily in Formula One. No, unfortunately, uh, I think Formula One, everything that went on last week kind of blotted their copybook a lot, but uh, you know, but this is, you know, as you say, the true essence of motorsport. And, the, you know, the British fans are so knowledgeable and so good. And, the, and uh, one of the other American legends, Johnny Rutherford, who hadn't been here since 99, he came and he said, you know, 
it's amazing because they always have the correct photograph, the picture, everything in this car. That They're so knowledgeable. They don't just hand a piece of paper and say, hey, can you please sign this? They've got all the stuff. And it's just a, it's a pleasure just to be here and have fun and, and see everybody. One of the great things about the Festival of Speed is you never know who you're going to bump into and this guy is one of the stalwarts of uh, the BTCC, the British Touring Car Championships. It is of course Tim Harvey. Tim, great to see you here. What do you think of the weekend so far? Well, it's my first time here, un unbelievably, because it's always clashed with something else, touring cars or commentating or something, and I'm absolutely bowled over by the event. It, I'm, I'm a complete anorak when it comes to cars, motorcycles, anything with an engine on it, and uh, you know, I just haven't got time to see it all and do it all. It's just fantastic. You can hear in the background uh, the, the F1 boys making a bit of a racket. Do you fancy having a go in one of those? Oh, the, the, we were just talking about the sound of the engines and 19,000 revs and that equates to 178 revolutions per second. You know, you just can't imagine the mechanics of that. It's just fantastic. And, you know, you could go to a Grand Prix and you'd never get this close to the drivers, the cars, you know, you can mingle with everyone. And because it's a, a relaxed atmosphere, you can chat to everyone. You know, I've been chatting to all the drivers and everything this weekend. It's been fantastic. It is a truly unique event and one certainly that the fans of motorsport, you know, they, they're here in their hundreds of thousands. I mean, it's a ticket-only event, it's always sold out, and uh, the weather actually has been quite kind to us today as well, which is great. So I know you're driving this weekend as well, you're not just here to spectate, so what are you in? Yeah, BMW called me up and uh, said, look, uh, you did win the championship for us, so uh, will you come back and drive Andy Prio's car? Because he's obviously in Mexico this weekend um, at the World Touring Car Meeting, so I'm driving Andy Prio's um, uh, championship winning car from last year. And what do you think of the BTCC now in its current form? Because obviously it's changed a little bit since you first stepped behind the wheel. Well, I did my first touring car race, British touring car race, in 1987. So, yeah, a, a huge change. Um, I, I think the current formula is very good. You know, the racing is first class. We, yes, we could do with a few more cars. But, you know, realistically, you've got, say, out Vauxhall and Honda, um, all, cha all, all winning races. And, you know, I think the, the, the sporting regs work very well. We've got tremendous variety there. And of course, one of the things that people do love about touring cars is that it's uh, it's quite a contact sport. And I think you're, you've got a not a reputation, but you, certainly you and um, uh, that other legend, John Cleland, have had your moments, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, John, John and I raced each against each other for a long time, so inevitably we had our moments. And uh, and not only on the track, we both wanted to have the last word off it as well. So it made for some good uh, some good press. It's very low, it's very green, and it was the great Brit hope for Le Mans this, uh, this race just run last weekend. Sadly, it wasn't to be. Darren Turner, commiserations, the race didn't quite work out the way everybody wanted, but there we are, it's the first year. Yeah, it's first year, but um, it was there for us to have. We certainly had the pace for the car, 
Um, but I think the ambient temperature was so high over the weekend that the problem we incurred with like 90 minutes to go was, was something that we, we hadn't experienced in testing before and, um, and that's what, what got us really. So uh, we've learned from that and we have to do a bit of work to make sure it doesn't happen again next year. I mean the things that were quite extraordinary, clearly that, that car led its class for quite a long, long part of the race, but in fact was in the top half dozen of all of the cars for a number of uh, laps. Yeah, I mean, uh, car 58 had a, a good run and our 59, our car was uh, was running all right. We certainly had the pace at the beginning of the race, but then I got into a bit of uh, bad luck with some stuff and goes that put us behind. Um, but yeah, compared to the other classes, I think LMP1, they certainly were miles quicker than us, but the LMP2s, we were sort of mixing it with them as well. And, and at one stage, there was only one of them ahead of us. So. Uh, yeah, that must have been about the point that I looked at the rolling results. It looked very, very impressive. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you're out on the track, I mean, the, the little LMP2s, they don't have the same terminal speed as this. Um, they accelerate a bit quicker, but you generally find that the, the teams that are running those cars are not as professional as what we're running. And, you know, what we got there is a mega package and uh, it was working well all the way through the race, so we could push all the time. And you, and you find a bit of a difference in the, the drivers as well uh, between the classes. So back again next year, definite? Yeah, uh, well, I'm there. <laughs> I just hope Aston's back with the car as well. Okay, I'm sat next to an incredible car now. It's uh, a Ford RS200, and uh, the driver is uh, Tony Mayer now. Tony joins me now. Tony, tell me a bit of a history about this car. Uh, well, it was owned by Ford until I bought it, and they used it for all the, the forums that they used to hold with Harry Vatten, and this was a car that they took to all the forums. Now the RS200, there weren't that many of them made, were there? Well, originally 200 supposedly, but the count's a bit dubious, and uh, 45 were taken to parts, into bits for parts, so there never was 200 road going. And how long have you owned this one? Uh, approximately about seven years now. And what do you think of it as a car? I mean, they're, they're, they're such an unusual looking machine anyway, and all these Group B-type cars were anyway, but I mean, what's it like to drive? Oh, it, it's awesome really. This one puts out 550 brake and it does uh, not to 60 in 2.3 seconds. So it, it really does book about all the time. It's got a mind of its own. It's just a bit like a wild animal really. John Watson. I think this is motorsport, real motorsport. This is this is still the motorsport of fans, touchy-feely motorsport. Yes, it is. And uh, I mean, it's a unique event. It, it's just, I mean, I came to the first one and I've been probably to each of the subsequent events, uh, maybe not for all three days, but just walking around the, you know, the, the estate and the expanse and growth of the event, I mean, it's amazing. And that's nothing to do with what takes place on the hill itself, because you still have this unique event where you've got wonderful motor cars that sometimes are not seen at all, other times are regular visitors to Goodwood, all coming together in a, in a very accessible context. and. To take the analogy of Formula One, Formula One is never going to be what Goodwood is, and fortunately, Goodwood will never, Goodwood will never be what Formula One is. They've both got their places, both offer something which is, I think, fantastic, be it Grand Prix or Goodwood. And uh, I mean, to be able to walk up to legends, I mean, people that I looked up to as a child who were racing in the 50s and the 60s, be it on four wheels or two wheels, is still amazing to see these people and think of some of the cars that they raced. Just look at the cars of the 50s, which are the cars that really influenced me, both Grand Prix and sports cars. And imagine, I mean, for example, Le Mans, 1955, Dundrod, 1955. I was there. Sterling won that race in an SLR with, I think, John Finch. Tragic race for many you know, sad reasons, but it was fantastic. And here, I mean, Sterling's still walking around and yeah. 
healthy and fit and driving Mercedes-Benz and Ferguson's four-wheel drives. You know, where in the world can you see that but here at Goodwood? UK Motor Talk, the Goodwood Festival of Speed, 2018. A first take media production.